2: Our next case is nothing short of unbelievable. And honestly, if there weren't video of it, I don't know to what degree what I would believe happened that morning on the highway in Miami, Lance. It's crazy, crazy. So this dash cam video shows a driver in Miami pulling out a gun, shooting out his car to another car while they are driving on the highway the video is incredible. It's gone viral. Now the incident happened back in June, but the video's just been released. And and this amazing piece of video, I mean, it really captures everything, including the violence, the uh-huh. fact that a, a million things could have gone wrong. And what is shocking to me, no one was injured. Not, no one was injured. I'm not even talking about being killed. No one's been injured. It's shocking. Yeah. yeah. I, it's rush hour. It's morning rush hour. There are people everywhere. Okay, so what you can see in this dash cam video is that the driver is getting agitated. And then there are videos, since this happened, that police have managed to get from other sources. Um, Truck drivers, you know, cameras that were on the highway. So the fact is now they have what happened inside the car, what was happening around it, which is very important, and it clearly shows that you have two drivers... In a situation that is escalating. Mm -hmm. And that is the problem with road rage. You know, you don't know what the driver is going to do. Yep. Which can, you know, you can interpret that many ways as well. So we're going to play the video for you. For those of you who are just listening, we will describe what it captures. The video was released to a Miami talk show host, Andy Slater. And then it was released to all other news organizations. Also, last night. The driver in this case, the person who is the shooter in this case, Eric Popper. He did an exclusive interview with WPLG-TV in Miami, and we're going to play some clips because we have not really heard from him. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important. We see him. Now we need to know what was he thinking, right? Yeah. Let's let's set up the morning, Lance. It's six fifty-five AM on a Monday morning in June. June It's sunny
0: in Florida. What do you gotta be upset about? This is not like this is New York weather and it's ten degrees and snowy, but I digress.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so thirty-year-old Eric Popper. He's the guy who has the dash cam video. Now he originally says that someone was tailgating him and that this car came up next to him, and he said that he thought he had been shot at. What ends up happening is that the other driver threw a water bottle at him. So that water bottle is what Eric Popper says he took it as a form of aggression, not knowing that it was that he thought it was a gun. You're already rolling your eyes over there. Listen, when you
0: have a gun and you're ready to use it, I guess anything sounds like a gunshot. And that gives you the justification. You know, a lot of this is this American culture with John Wayne, big guns. Everyone is fascinated with firearms. And it's unfortunate. It really, really is unfortunate because in this situation, yes, we're blessed that no one was hurt, not even the driver himself. But how many instances do we have this? You know, you have people that create these problems and then use deadly force as a justification because they created the problem. Then they use deadly force to say they were defending themselves when the person who they're defending themselves against is only defending themselves against the problem that the initial aggressor started. It happened here. It happened with Trayvon. It's this culture of, you know, let me just shoot first, ask questions
2: last. So what's what's very important here is, and this is going to have to be determined, is because there are, even though there are videos, there's still some questions about who did what when. So according to the police report, the police report says that Eric Popper, the guy with the gun, changed lanes and cut another driver off. That driver, he was in a Camry, and his name is Renee Suarez, that driver then ends up, right, because if if Eric allegedly cuts him off, mm-hmm. then the other driver is behind him tailgating. Eric Popper claims the guy's now tailgating him on his bumper and he's feeling threatened. The guy is honking. So the question is, who's the aggressor here?
0: Well, the one that went for their gun um, immediately, because if you look at that video, he is already going into the middle console, very calm and collected. You know, look, I've seen video camera people going for their gun when they are in threat of their life. It's very hard to establish that you were in fear for your life when you very calm, very collectively are going into your middle console, you're pulling out your weapon. And then it wasn't until the car came behind, uh, adjacent, side. yeah, adjacent to him, the, the gun was already out. The gun was already in his hand. So where was this whole, I heard the gunshot when it really was a bottle of water? That didn't happen until the gun was already in your hand when you calmly put it in there when you were driving in the dash cam video that you presented to the authorities.
2: It's unbelievable when you consider that, according to police, they're going 60 miles an hour, Right that this is happening at 60 miles an hour. The one
0: hand you're driving with 60 miles an hour. And the other hand, you're just calmly getting that gun. In fear for your life, calmly getting that gun. You didn't exit the highway. You didn't pull over to a shoulder lane. You didn't do anything. You just The first thing you did was reach for that gun. You didn't call 911. You didn't do anything. You just reached for that gun. And then you're driving, gun in your hand, and a bottle of water, to you sounds like a gunshot that justifies all of those bullets that you let ring out on a 7 a.m. morning in a busy American city on a highway. There is depraved indifference for the surrounding people who are driving, let alone the person who you believe, if you believe honestly that this person, you know, was really trying to end your life. What about all the other people? What if you missed? What if the bullet? Oh, my God. People taking their kids to school, You know, people going to hospital appointments, people just living their
2: life. It's we're, we're going to show you this video because over these three minutes, this whole dangerous situation unfolds. And what to me is unbelievable is that moment when Eric starts shooting because. He first, he, remember, he's driving, so he's got one hand on the wheel, he's got the other hand, he's got the gun, he first shoots, this is what the video shows, he first shoots through his passenger's side window, and the glass is shattering to the point where it becomes opaque. So you can't even see through it. He fires 11 times and he's going forward. He goes, starts at the side and goes forward toward his windshield. All I can think of is how can you even see what you're shooting at once that glass shatters to the point, but stays intact Mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't see anything. You can't see anything.
0: I'm surprised that the windshield didn't shatter on him when he was driving the car between the, this, the rate of speed that you're going, the bullets going, you know, hitting the windshield. It, it really, it, this is one of those freak accidents, for lack of better terms, not actually, one of these freak occurrences, for lack of better terms, where you get out of it and you're saying, wow, no no one crashed, no one got no. shot, no, no one got hurt, no, no one died. Just, all right. And Still doesn't mean needed. something happened that wasn't wrong, but- it's a miracle no one was hurt or injured. It
2: it really is when you consider 11 rounds. Oh my God. One car and the other. I mean, you look at the cars. What's shocking to me is that they did pull over after the shooting and they contacted the Florida state troopers and they all parties met and, and they, you know, got the information. Florida. What was that conversation like?
0: What was that conversation? Yes. You just shot at me. My bad. Like, what happened there?
2: Did you shoot at me? No, I threw you a water bottle. Oh, man. Oh. I didn't know.
0: What'd
2: you do that for? Yeah. I mean,
0: at that, look, I don't know how this spiraled into law enforcement um, being called, maybe it was the driver who was shot at, that said we should call the police. You would hope it's not the driver. Oh, he
2: called, Eric called 911. After the shooting, you can see on the dash cam, he calls 911. He says, my life was threatened and I had to shoot back. I was threatened, my life was in danger, you know, and I shot. And it's, But here's the thing, Lance, when they do finally pull over after the shooting's over and they're talking to the state troopers and the state troopers get all their information... This to me is the most shocking part of it. Oh, or I'm just surprised. The troopers let him go. You got two cars all shot up. It's like, okay, guys, nice. it's have all a good. nice day. Yeah. Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
1: We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems
0: Good, it's good. Don't worry about it's it. it. No. Meanwhile, look, Plaxico shot himself by accident. You know, there wasn't nobody letting that go. You know, they were booked immediately. Look, a lot of these, th- I have no idea. What this is. It's, it's Florida. You know, it's, you know, I listened to a listen Breakfast Club in the morning. I remember in Charlemagne the God always says some of the craziest people in the country live in Florida. No offense to the Florida views, but no. Florida, there's always these weird things that occur. And you stop and think, All right, so someone shot out of a window 11 times in traffic at 60 miles an hour. Nobody was shot. Then they stopped the car, have a conversation about, oh, my bad, I shot at you. Yeah, I could have died. Ouch. Please come. "Eh, No harm, no foul. You guys go. We'll we'll, we'll follow up with this later. What? what?
2: Really? I mean, not even taking them in for further questioning when you've just had a road rage shootout on I-95 in Miami in morning traffic? (laughs) You can't, you can't make this up. No, no. Okay, so again, we are grateful that no one is hurt. Yes. But now it is time to hear from Eric Popper. He did this exclusive interview with WPLG in Miami, and he says that he was under attack, that he is the one who was being pursued, and that he thought for sure that he was going to be killed. Listen for yourself.
0: I was pursued and attacked on my way to work. I was in fear of my life. 100,000% thought I was going to be shot, probably killed. And I hear a very loud noise, which I've heard gunshots before. And that to me sounded like a gunshot. I did not want to wait to see if I was going to be killed. I was telling my children, you know, if you drop a plate on the floor and it breaks, it was an accident, but that does not. Fix the plate. You know, whether you honestly believe that this thing was happening, but you had no good faith basis for that belief, but you did believe that, you know, it is what it is. The law is the law. You shouldn't. You know, No one is usually able to get off by saying I had good intentions. You know, the road to hell is paid with good intentions. So no matter, in my opinion, the way you look at this one, I, I, I don't think the video shows someone that was in fear for their life. That's just my objective opinion. I wasn't there. Um, I do think the way that the gun was calmly taken out of the middle console, and if someone was following you you to call the police, if you thought someone was having a gun, you maybe you would have called the police, but the gun was already in his hand in anticipation of what he probably believed would would happen, that someone had a gun. So if he already has a gun in his hand because he thinks that someone is gonna come up and shoot him in traffic, then you hear a water bottle hit your car, then you automatically relate that water bottle to a gunshot, maybe because you have a gun in your hand while you're driving 60 miles an hour, and then that's why you start shooting the shots. That's not okay, that's not okay. I'm not saying you should wait to get shot, I'm saying that you should be a little bit more careful with this and you were wrong. It's not okay, And we don't want citizens thinking, oh, somebody might shoot me. Let me get my gun and just start airing out the car and see what happens after that.
2: It, it of course, could have been far more serious. My what I keep going back to is if the police report is accurate And Eric is the one who literally caused this whole situation by cutting off the other driver who got angry for being cut off, if that's true. Now, the other driver could have shown self-control and not have allegedly tailgated and pulled up and thrown a water bottle, right? Wasn't he getting brake
0: checked? Wasn't the other driver getting brake checked? Yes, that's what
2: he claims. Yeah, so
0: (laughs) like, what happens? So you... It's road
2: rage. It's crazy.
0: And then you escalate it to pulling out a gun, you know, not that you, if you pull the gun out, to show the person I have a gun, that's still wrong. That's still wrong. But there's levels before you get to let me start shooting.
2: Yes. From a driving, from a moving vehicle to another moving vehicle on a morning free. Yeah. It's, it's it's really, it's really is something. Um, Now, What's important here is that, you know, Popper did turn over this dash cam video, uh, to the authorities. Like they, they both cooperated, which is very important. You know, we want to be clear here. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Popper has been charged with felony aggravated assault with a firearm and firing a deadly missile. I didn't even know there was such a charge, a missile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's been released, obviously. Um, his attorney has said the entire time, and he was on that interview with WPLG last night, um, saying that he truly did fear for his life and believed that the other, other driver had a gun too. Um, and that once again, the key words here are self-defense and Eric Popper has used those words in that description of his situation and his perception from the moment he called 911. And in Florida... That's going to be key with stand-your-ground laws.
0: Depending on who you are. I, I honestly believe it depends on who you are, that you're entitled to that self-defense, uh, stand-your-ground defense, and you're entitled to even make the, the, the allegations of self-defense. Because in order for it to be self-defense, objectively, we would all have to agree that this is something that a reasonable person would feel that they were in fear for their life. We've all been in road rage. We've all been in traffic. At what point did you feel that you were in fear for your life, where you had to pull out a gun and unload that clip inside of a moving vehicle in traffic? That, in my opinion, that's just not realistic. And I think it's unfortunate that not all of us in this country are allowed to use stand your ground or are not allowed to use, you know, self-defense. I I believe this is just another instance where someone creates the problem themselves and then responds to the problem they created with deadly force and then says, whoa, it was self-defense. I was standing my ground. Well, maybe if you weren't on that ground to begin with, you wouldn't have to stand your ground. This was your problem that you created. You don't intend, you, you don't get to create the problem and then escalate the way the problem is being solved.
2: So Popper used to work for the Miami Beach Fire Department as a civilian fire inspector. He said after this happened that he was forced to resign, that his life has been radically changed by this. I would think so. I would think this should be a life-changing wake-up call Whoa at the very me. least.
0: Woe oh. is me. Oh, I'm so sorry for you.
2: Well, we also want to make sure that uh, we mention that the other driver has also been charged. The other driver has been charged with criminal mischief for allegedly throwing the water bottle at Eric Popper's car.
0: All right, fair. But then the, he should have been charged with attempted murder for letting off that gun in the middle of traffic. I get it. Fine. You know what? I charged me for what I did. I threw a water bottle. But what that other guy did, how does that relate? Just because you were wrong, does it is not a defense. Just because what does that mean? Somebody threw a bottle of water in my face. Oh, my God, I think it's acid. That it gives me a right to stab you to death.
2: Where, where does this a slippery slope? Well, we also want to clarify another question that many people have been asking. So what was the gun? Uh, He and his attorney, Eric Popper, and his attorney say that he had a license to carry. And that's probably obvious by the fact he hasn't been charged with any weapons, specific weapons violations charges. So I can't wait to hear everybody's opinion on this because it's... It just brings up so many emotions. I was telling Owen <laughs> yesterday, I was emailing him, I was driving on the Hollywood freeway and I was smack in the middle of a road rage situation between, get this, a brand new Bentley and a Dodge. And I'm like, dude, the Dodge, the Dodge is going to get you. What are you doing in the Bentley? Of course, only in LA would you have road yeah. rage between a Bentley yeah. and a Dodge. Yeah. But I swear to you, they, both of them were like whew, white in front of me and I'm like holding onto the steering wheel. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening.
3: story here and sort of a sign of the times you may have seen this police are investigating after a massive fight broke out at a golden corral restaurant in ben salem pennsylvania on friday apparently it all started with an argument over steak of course someone recorded this whole four minute long ordeal on their phone you may have seen this online already uh it's pretty wild it starts as customers gathered and clustered at a buffet line uh, then there's some pushing and shoving. It escalates to tables and high chairs are being thrown back and forth across the room. Um, it was a very uh, chaotic melee. Some minor injuries were reported, but nothing major. Uh, one witness said there was a shortage of steak, and two parties were involved and one family cut from the other. They were, t- they were taking their time. Then they ran out of steak, and it got into a heated exchange at the tables one witness said uh, the one of the customers who was involved said the cook is trying to understand what you want and give you what you want I had a rare steak which is a lot faster to cook than a well done steak that's why I got my steak first it's all over steak um, as many as 40 people were involved in this thing and of course uh, we put up a couple of stills on this um, no arrests have been announced Brittany C says sounds like a big mistake oh Oh, boy. Apologies. Um, Jeanette C. says, this is what happens when they make you wait until 4 p.m. to get steak. Mm. Um, Meredith I. said, they behaved like very small children, except I've seen little children handle better than those adults did. And uh, KJ said, this would never have happened at Sizzler. Apologies <laughs> to Sizzler and Golden Corral, of course. Tara S. says, the end of humanity duking it out at a Golden Corral over a well-done Salisbury freezer steak. Christy C. says... Thanks for the juicy details. Well done.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Really, no good could come of this. When you start flipping, you know, a high chair, that's it. Game over, right?
0: Yeah. I yeah. Well... Yes, there is no good that can come out of a football high. I was thinking of, you know, when my children do it, but it's still no good when that happens, so. No, yeah. no.
3: Oh people God. shooting, shooting back and forth on the freeways and people brawling in buffet lines, uh, you know, it's uh, anything to get on video these days. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a bad sign of the times.
0: It's a lack yeah. of concern for common courtesy and decency. I think sometimes people have to remember it's not about your individual needs and wants and expectations. It's about the community you know as a whole so i think when these things happen it's offensive to regular stand-up people yeah. who put the needs of society before themselves because if there wasn't a society there wouldn't be an individual
3: kindness is a, kindness is a increasingly rare in public forums these days let's uh, let's bring that back
2: let's bring it back into fashion shall we so yeah it's
3: not necessarily farewell it's just goodbye for now
2: just goodbye for now this will conclude the episode thanks for tuning in